South African bonds were trading weaker today as the market followed a very uh, very soft rand. But uh, by the close, the yield on the R186, getting a bit tongue-tied here, uh, holding steady at 8.63%, while the R207 held at uh, the 7.3% mark. We're joined in studio now by Nico Els, who's fixed income portfolio manager at Ashburton Investments, for more on what's been playing out in that space today specifically where there's been uh, interesting news Nico thanks so much mm. for joining us today so South African bonds as I say uh, trading initially weaker as we follow that softer rand and following President Jacob mm. Zuma's 12th cabinet reshuffle <laughs> since 2009 he's second for 2017 is this something that the markets now quickly start to get over given how often it's happened you almost become mm. accustomed to it well so it seems <laughs> yes good evening Alicia thanks for that um, 100% I mean if you look at the market action later this afternoon it, it sounds like the market is becoming complacent or used to it um, but I think delving in uh, I think it's quite important how the events took place if you look at how we walked in this morning uh, we probably opened three four basis points weaker on the back of the US uh, rumors of a of the next Fed chairman being maybe more hawkish uh, John Taylor with the Taylor rule I think he's uh, been quite verbal on the fact that interest rates should be quite a bit more higher than they are currently which is quite a surprise if you think why uh, somebody like Donald Trump is actually like him because I think he'll be in the way of his plans. Uh, that was the first reason. Obviously, secondly, also the North Korean mm -hmm. uh, conflict with the U.S. also intensified. So that was always going to put a little bit of pressure on, uh, on emerging currencies like the RAND. Uh, so we opened three, four basis points weaker and then 20 minutes before 11 o'clock, which is our auction Tuesday, uh, the, dom the, the bomb dropped on the 12th reshuffling and, and that caused the market to spike another 10 basis points. As you said, re regained a little bit at the end, uh, but still putting a lot of pressure on, on the bond market. Okay, so we've got local and international developments seeing uh, local bond heels uh, steepen slightly. Take us through the kind of activity that played out at today's bond auction uh, specifically to get a sense of just how wavering sentiment is mm. at this stage. Exactly. You know, it's so, I mean, this polit policy uncertainty that we are experiencing at the moment and today was a, a prime example to do 20 minutes before a bond auction. Uh, I mean, that's, that just shows you how impossible it is to make any forecasts into this, uh, into our market at the moment. So looking at the auction, I suppose the market kicking up 10 basis points did help the bond uh, yeah. auction go through. Uh, you know, we found bids. Uh, I'm still to, to read from the place if it was mostly local or international. Usually, if you look at the trend over the last couple of weeks, it's been more international buyers than the local buyers. Uh, I doubt if that uh, has, has changed at all. Um, but I think, you know, the environment of the offshore space is going to be critical for us uh, in the local run up to this national con or this elective yeah. conference that we have in December. Because I think what's happened today is probably a precursor of what's going to happen over the next couple of months. I mean, less than two months before we go on holiday. Uh, we're going to have a lot of political infighting. Yeah, sure. I mean, of course, uh, the big surprise was the timing, mm. uh, you know, of this reshuffle, given that uh, we've got all eyes on next week's budget presentation mm. by uh, Finance Minister Malusi Kigaba. It's crucial with any fiscal slippage likely to elicit some kind of response from the ratings agencies. How much of that risk is already priced into mm. the equation at this stage? 
It's also difficult to say because it's so important what the global backdrop would need to be for us to to stay in the investment grade. I think there's a lot of risk, uh, as you've mentioned. I think the, the medium-term budget policy statement, very difficult to be positive on. If you look at our economy, um, I think you're now wearing the consequences of five years of underperformance. Mm. Uh, and, you, and that's going to catch up with you at one stage. I think we lost about, or I think our under uh, collection last year was about 28 billion with all the tax hikes they introduced. Uh, I'm hearing stories now of anything between 30 and 40 billion shortfall uh, that would be announced next week. So I don't know how they're going to sugarcoat that, uh, but we're looking at extremely difficult numbers. Obviously, that causes more funding pressure, and that puts a little bit of pressure on your interest yeah. rates. What are your forecasts looking like? Because uh, speculation is that we could see a widening of that budget deficit ratio from uh, Treasury's February 2017 mm -hmm. estimate of 3.5% to now 4.3%. Mm -hmm. So we're pretty much probably in line with that. Uh, I've heard numbers of 4.1 to 4.3. As I said, they're probably going to try and sugarcoat it, uh, mm. but I think the market will probably look through that. As you say, a lot of the focus on U.S. markets right now and uh, what's happening there. We've seen U.S. Treasuries trade weaker, for example. U.K. bonds, uh, however, firmer following the release of U.K. consumer inflation data, which showed inflation in September rising to its highest level in more mm. than five years. How much attention are you paying to developments on that end? Look, international developments, as we say, are extremely important. Yeah. I think at the moment, if you look at, uh, we call it the $13 trillion question, that's been the expansion of the balance sheets of the, of the major central banks. Uh, we've always flagged the fourth quarter as the potential risk as we get the medium-term budget policy, as we get the elective conference, you also get the unwind of these balance sheets. Um, so if you look at the US, for example, their numbers and the economic numbers are actually coming out pretty decent. Uh, luckily, I would say the biggest supporter for, for the bond markets is the lack of inflation. So even last Friday, I think the inflation numbers in the US came out uh, slightly less than the market mm -hmm. expected, although it is picking up. Uh, and that's something we would be very mindful of going forward. And even, as you mentioned, the UK inflation also surprising a little bit to the upside. So it seems like inflation is creeping to the upside. And that might just put a little bit of pressure on the bond market as we go to the end. Let's leave it there, Nico. Thanks so much for having joined us in studio this evening. Thank of course, you. Nico Elf is a fixed income portfolio manager at Ashburton Investments.